Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, we are moving along in our study in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we are coming to the last section of the chapter, which contains three rather well-known texts, quite significant, actually. And I'm referring to verse 17, verse 20, and verse 21. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Surely, nearly every Christian is familiar with that verse. The second one is verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. And then finally, verse 21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Three significant texts. And we'll get to all of them one by one in proper order, but of course we have to start at the beginning. And the first one is verse 17, and we need to look at it not simply by itself, but as always in context. Now what text are we looking at? 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Very familiar, but the question is, what does it mean, and do we understand correctly what it means? Or maybe another way of putting it is, is this a general statement without any specific details supplied? And are we responsible to fill in all the blanks for what it means for a person to be a new creation in Christ Jesus, or... Does the context guide and enhance our understanding of what the Holy Spirit intended us to understand when he inspired the Apostle Paul to write this text? That's the question. That's the task that lies before us today, which is Monday, December 12. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for helping us. We need your financial help to continue on this station, and perhaps the Lord would guide you to send us a year-end gift now that we have come to the month of December. Well, back to the text. What does it mean? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Well, I would suggest to you that it means these 
things, at least. Number one, Christ changes our perceptions. Two, Christ changes our behavior. And third, Christ changes our purpose. That's what the text means in the context. First of all, Christ changes our perceptions. And that goes back to verse 16. Before we look at verse 17, we have to look at verse 16. And even then, we have to back up to verses 14 and 15 to get all of that in its proper frame. But the word therefore at the beginning of our text would force us to look back and see what goes before. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, well, what is the, the there there? What is the there for? <laughs> what does this therefore mean? And so the basis for this change is the therefore, and let's and that's a conclusion. Obviously, when you come to something and you you say, therefore we can. Now say, therefore, we can now conclude, therefore, we can now state, obviously, that is based upon what has gone before. And so we cannot understand the well-known verse, verse 17, properly, apart from its context. So what's the basis for the therefore? Well, we have to back up all the way to verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, the statement of verse 17 is obviously based upon what goes before, because the therefore indicates it is a conclusion. It is a result. And what we learn is, it is a result of Christ's love. The love of Christ controls us, verse 14. That's Christ's love for us. And so, as a result of Christ's love, there is also a new loyalty. Those who live, we read in verse 14, should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. And this changes everything. This changes the way we think. And this changes the way we behave. And so we're talking about changed perceptions. The way we evaluate other people, and here we move into verse 16, the way we evaluate other people has changed. For Paul says, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Did you catch that? Therefore, as a result of Christ's love for us, therefore, as a result of the new loyalty we have to Christ because of his love for us, therefore, from now on, verse 16, we regard no one according to the flesh. What does Paul mean by that? He means this, we now judge people not according to worldly standards, not according to the flesh. We don't judge people the way that unconverted people judge them. We don't judge other people the way that the natural man judges other people, the unregenerate man judges other people. We don't 
evaluate other people according to outward circumstances and worldly standards, which is the way that unconverted people judge one another, and the way that Christians may judge one another if they are not paying close attention to what Paul says here and what the Bible is instructing us to do. But the way that the world primarily judges people is on the basis of things such as race, wealth, social standing, peer opinions, and so forth. Now, we wish it weren't so, but if we're honest, we have to admit that this is so. I am burdened, I am disappointed that the issue of race seems not to have diminished, but actually increased over the last, say, 15 or 20 years or so. I've lived long enough to have seen changes. I've seen some really good changes in the way that people of different races are treated and accepted and barriers removed from their progress. I've, I've watched those things in my lifetime. I've, I wouldn't be so foolish as to say that there is no racism or that racism has never been a problem for any people in America or that the way various races have been treated has always been fair. Of course not. It has not. Anyone who thinks that is closing their eyes to reality. But anyone who fails to recognize the positive changes that have been made is also closing their eyes to reality. The reality is that people of certain racial makeup, certain skin color, have been treated very poorly in the past in America. Yes, they have. And sometimes still are treated more poorly than they ought to be because of this very issue we're talking about right now. How do people in the world judge others? Race becomes a big factor. But improvements have been made, surely, we recognize that. Surely we, we see that. And yet, in my opinion, progress that has, has been made in the past and was continuing to be made has been, in some cases, reversed because, well, who knows why. I, I don't know if I can actually address the because, the reason for it, but it's obvious that there's been a, what should I say, a reversal of the progress that has been made. What a shame. And in the process, it seems to me, that race has become more important and more divisive than ever before. That may just be my opinion. That may just be my perception, but that's the way I see it. Instead of moving toward a more colorblind society, which was the dream of Martin Luther King, and I think is actually the goal that most Americans have shared, 
And that's the the direction that we were moving. We weren't there yet, but we were getting closer all the while. But instead of moving, continuing to move toward a colorblind society where the color of the skin didn't, or should I say doesn't, make any significant difference in the way that people are viewed and treated, it seems like today the color of one's skin has become almost the all-important way that people are perceived and treated. It's as if somehow race has now become the most important factor, and there has been a concerted effort to force divisions and animosity and hostility based upon race. What a disappointment. And on I could go through the list that I mentioned a moment ago, how that the world tends to judge people on the basis of wealth. If they're wealthy, they're well thought of by most people, but if they're poor, they are not nearly as well thought of and social standing and so forth. But the Apostle Paul makes a very strong statement here when he says in verse 16, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. No exceptions. From now on, on the basis of the love of Christ for us, on the basis of our loyalty to Christ because of his death on the, Christ for, on the cross for us, because of that, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Indicating that there was a time in the life of the Apostle Paul when he did exactly that. And you know he did, as a Pharisee. He was chief among those who regarded people after fleshly standards, whether they were Jew or Gentile, whether they were Pharisees or Sadducees, and on and on it goes. But Paul says, from now on, from now on, it's not the way that I operate because Christ has changed my perceptions. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.